Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. This thing which is just on my heart of more than enough, that God is more than enough. He's a good God who loves us. And sometimes we get stuck and we wonder, God, are you out there? Are you real? How does it connect? But I want to tell you this morning that God is the God of more than enough. He's a loving God. He's a good God who makes a way for us. Uh, earlier, earlier in this year, uh, my wife and my family, my kids, we had the real privilege of traveling to the States. And we went to uh, Universal Studios in uh, California in LA, and uh, we went to Harry Potter's world. <laughs> don't hate on me, those who don't like Harry Potter. Uh, it, it was awesome. It was. We had a fantastic time. And uh, the kids wanted to go to the restaurant there, which was called the Three Broomsticks, and which was this uh, great uh, pub uh, restaurant. It wasn't a pub. It was. So we got in there, and it's all old school. And uh, we ordered the Great Feast. And uh, uh, the Great Feast truly was the Great Feast. You know, in America, they, they're good at food. They mean, food is extravagant. More than enough. Talk about more than enough. And uh, I knew that my kids had been in America too long, way too many burgers, when they actually got excited about broccoli, uh, vegetables, salad. They're, they're like, Dad, there's, there's vegetables. They got, they got really, really excited when vegetables came out. And there, there, was, there was vegetables, there was ribs. I like the ribs. There was chicken. There, it was this ridiculous feast of food uh, which was set before us. Amazing. Talk about more than enough. And so we're eating away and just realised there's no way that we could get through all this food. And uh, so uh, I said, all right, let's get a doggy bag or get it to go because we're done. And uh, they said, oh, no, 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 we don't do doggy bags. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working through this in my head because we've paid an exorbitant amount of, you know, <laughs> for this food. I'm not letting go. There's salad, there's greens, there's veggies. It was so good. And uh, so I'm going, okay, kids, who's, who's got a plastic bag or something we can stuff some salad into? And they, can, we, and, and they go, you know, plastic bags are being banned, so there's no plastic bags. And I go, how we can put it in the bag? And the kids go, no, Dad, you can't do that. It'll, everything will come out on the next roller coaster ride. It'll be like broccoli and salad everywhere. And so then it was, Dad, you just you, you walk away. Walk away, from the, walk away from the salad. Walk away from the greens. And it was one of those like more than enough moments. But I want to tell you that God, he's the God of the leftovers. He's the God of the more than enough. He's the God who does exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask for or imagine. He's a good God, right? You know, when we go to the stories of Jesus, I love when Jesus turns up. He transforms things. You know, when he feeds the 5,000, you find the little story in Mark chapter 6, verse 40 to 44. It says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks, broke the loaves, and he gave them to his disciples to distribute to his people. He also divided the two fish among them. They all ate and were satisfied. Come on. Everybody ate. They were all satisfied. This, this was the feed. And the disciples picked up how much? Twelve, Twelve basketfuls left over. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. They were eight. And, and, and you go, why? It seemed unnecessary. Why were there 12 baskets left over? So I you know, went through all my theology books and searched online. You don't really know. Was it because you know, the, the little boy went home with a, a couple of basketfuls? Or was it just because they had 12 disciples, so a t- basket each? I don't know. Who knows why? The only thing I can think of is that maybe God is a God of more than enough. 
He's, he's an extremely abundantly. He provides more than we need, even when it's unnecessary. That's his heart. Not just get by survival, keep you going for the next couple of days. And then when you look a couple of pages over, we come to Mark, and he does it again. He feeds 4,000. And with the seven loaves and two fish, and again, there's seven basketfuls of leftover. That's my God. He's a good God who provides leftovers. Who likes leftovers? Come the next day when you go to the fridge. Come on. It's good. Whenever, wherever Jesus went, he brought life. He brought liberty. He brought goodness. You know, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life in all its fullness. Some of you say, life more abundantly. Come on. The abundance, the goodness of God. He's an abundant God. Jesus, you know, I love his first miracle. Water into wine. How cool is that? That's a good miracle. I know some of you like that one. Six large stone jars, about 100 litres in each of them. End of the party. Turns up. Imagine 600 bottles of wine turning up at the end of your party. That's more than enough, isn't it? Hopefully there were some leftovers. I don't know. <laughs> you know. And ever since the church has been trying to turn the wine back into water, hasn't it? It's like... See, God, he takes the ordinary. He takes the ordinary and he transforms it. And what I love about God is he takes us, the ordinary us, and he transforms us. He does it with people. Where once, when we see, you know, I don't know about you, but we feel inadequate, don't we? We feel like, how do we do this? But the brilliant thing is when God ends up in the mix, is he makes what is so inadequate, which just seems, how, how's that going to work? How's that going to feed the people? How's that going to... How's that going to do? And he transforms, and he adds himself to us with his absolute transforming power. And I want to tell you this morning that with Jesus, that you're more than enough. See, this transformation which takes place. Let me give you just a little bit of theology this morning. It's basically Christ in you, the hope of glory. That when Christ comes and fills us, there is hope. That's how people like Carolyn can get through. Because there's hope. Colossians 1.27 says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, Gentiles just the people who are not the Jewish people, the glorious riches of this mystery. This is the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, when Christ comes into you, everything shifts, everything changes. When John 4.4 4 says, Greater is he that's in you, than he that is in the world. Who's in you? Who's greater? It's Christ. It's Jesus Christ within you. When you get Christ dwelling within you, Galatians 2.20 says this, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives with me. How cool is that? Jesus Christ lives within us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? And that God's spirit lives within you. Come on. We need to get a refreshed revelation that God lives within us. He dwells within us. This is what God has come to do. This is the gospel. Colossians 2.19 says this. 
For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity, what's the deity? The Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ. Fullness. Not half measure, not just, you know, a little percentage, but the fullness of Christ who is head over every power and authority. Come on. How about this one? Romans 8.11. I love this. Come on. For if the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in you, the spirit of Christ, the same spirit which raised, raised Christ from the dead, how much grunt has that got? Come on. Is living where? In you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who lives in you. See, this, this is Christ in us, the hope of glory. He dwells within us. He makes us more than enough. Love what Hudson Taylor, the great missionary to China, he said this. All God's giants have been weak men and women who did great things for God because they reckoned on his being with them. They just worked it out. Hey, when I've got God within me, when I've got the Spirit of Christ within me, I'm more than enough. I can do great things. If you have the Spirit of God dwelling within you, you're more than enough. You can do anything. The goodness of God. See, God is for you. He's not against you. He's with you. He's a God that loves you. He's, he's not angry at you. He, he's not waiting for you to do something wrong so they can smite you, you know, to get out the jandal. <laughs> so you've done something wrong. Because that's how often we, we feel, right? With Jesus, you're more than enough. You've got what it takes. You're stronger than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are with Christ. Let me just finish with this. Uh, anyone been to the, uh, the Koru Club in Auckland? You know, when you fly with Air New Zealand, one of the greatest places on the planet. <laughs> I think it's like, it's like a little glimpse of heaven for, for me. It's, it's definitely the place of more than enough, right? And I, for me, like if I spend enough uh, on my Kiwi Bank credit card, AirPoints, they send me little vouchers, little guest passes to go into the, uh, into the Cory Lounge, which is a great moment. And uh, you kind of walk in there, and because it's a guest part, you, you, you're not really eligible. So you feel a little bit nervous walking in. You want, will I get in? Will I be rejected? Will I scrape through? And uh, I always feel like a little bit of an imposter and uh, don't really deserve to be there. But you, you, you come in with your little guest passes, and uh, the lovely attendant, she looks it up on her system and uh, waves her arm, sliding doors open, good and faithful servant, <laughs> enter in <laughs> to your rest. There is a table prepared for you. <laughs> Come and feast. And, 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 it, and it is a great moment. What would you like, sir, from the buffet? <laughs> is there anything like from the bar? It's, it's, it's fantastic. But I think that's like heaven. It's a little glimpse of heaven. A little glimpse. Maybe, maybe it's underrating heaven a little bit. <laughs> but it's still quite good. And, uh, <laughs> but Jesus is saying, come this way. 
He, he said, look, I've paid the price. I can get you in. I can get you in. Come in on my guest pass. All you have to do is believe in me. All you have to do is accept my free offer. But you've got to choose to go through the door. So you can stand at the door and go, ooh, am I allowed in? Will they let me in? I don't know. Revelations 3.20 says, behold, I, I stand at the door. I knock. I knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. There's this invitation to come in. And with Jesus, it's more than enough. And how that happens, it's, it's just a, a really, really, really simple prayer. It's just acknowledging him as your Lord and Saviour and saying, Jesus, I give you my life. I invite you in. Come and fill me. Come and renew me. Come and strengthen me.